Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Hearts Club Solo Edition, which is going to be something that happens more and more! Because it's easier that way, and you like it. Yes, I am doing a solo episode. I missed an episode last week. Guests were lined up. Diaries didn't line up. And I've been scratching my head about that. And I've just decided that I've just got to get the mic on and talk every week. And if we get a guest, it's a bonus. So I know that this is still me feeling around trying to define what the hell this is. But... That is, that's why podcast is beautiful. It's undefined, it's unfiltered, it's unproduced, it's the Wild West. Um, so, yeah, so basically I'm doing two episodes. Catch up solo, because I've had some lovely feedback from people. It's made me want to just talk directly to you, because there are people that listen to the show that uh, say they benefit from hearing a person who is not themselves musing about just fucking surviving this thing called being alive. And on that note, I thought I would also be a good week to get our good friend Katerina Georgiou on, a therapist lady, who is going to do the episode after this one. But I recorded them both on the same day. And the conversation with Katerina is a beauty. It really is. That is a smart lady with some good knowledge. So, yeah, I've decided to sort of lean into this thing because I have been getting messages through where people are sharing their gratitude for for feelings being talked about. So I just thought... Yeah, I'm not going to be shy. I'm going to lean into that. I've had a wobbly couple of weeks. Not nothing terrible, but just a little bit like a three-wheeled bike. No, not a bike. Three-wheeled bike's quite a good bike, isn't it? It's a, it's a tricycle. A three-wheeled um, child's toy that is supposed to be four-wheeled. Oh, no, it's sad. 
Anyway, part one of the uh, double, this week's double bill. There's some people laughing and going past my house. The fucking sound, there's no soundproofing here at all. It's shocking, but there you go, you're getting a snippet of my new exciting life in Hove. Drunk fun people are walking past instead of no people whatsoever. And I'll take it. Anyway, I was in a bit of a crap mood. I've talked about it here. I'm not in a crap mood now. And I believe I'm talking to Mr. Matt Morgan this Friday evening. So if you're a Matt Morgan follower, you might get another bit of me. Aren't you lucky, you lucky, lucky people? Anyway, here's a solo episode quickly followed by a chat with a podcaster and therapist Katrina Georgiou look out for the, both the episodes and send lots of messages and tell me how you are and what you think and if you want to be talked about or talk to me that really is quite loud outside isn't it fuck this right anyway here's the podcast bing bong <laughs> thanks Andre one two one Two, one, two. One, two, buckle my shoe. Two, three, four, five. What is it? There's the rhyme. What is the rhyme? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then I let it go again. There you go. From the catacombs of my mind. What a start. Um... It's quite strange, isn't it, when you remember something from your baby brain, your child brain, that that you maybe you used to say, or there was a little phrase, or that you believed to be real. Like you can go back in time in your head and remember your own reality, which felt real then, and you've since moved on from, but you can access it and still feel that it felt real then. Um, you know. All the stuff, Father Christmas, Tooth Fairies. Um, not understanding the difference between dreams and reality. Seeing weird shapes in the curtains. And generally uh, not understanding the world. So therefore your brain having to sort of fill in gaps. I always remember having this dream. Stayed at a family friend's house. And they, or it's like, you know, there's a couple of kids staying over. Some adults are getting drunk. It's all good fun. We have a giggle. We go to bed. And then in the morning we get up and the adults have got hangovers and they give us breakfast and it's all very exciting. But um, I've never, ever made sense of this. I woke up in the morning, went downstairs to see what was going on. And it was like, yeah, all the adults are hungover and stuff. But they all had animals' faces. Um, and at firstly, I was like, well, why are these? Why are you still awake? Like, why, you know. And they didn't really say anything because animals can't talk. I was like, this is bullshit. Went back to bed. Got up again. And now none of them would admit it. Now, 
Was that a dream? Or had I walked into a strange reality where when children aren't in the room, the adults have got animal faces? I still am not 100% sure because I reckon that's well the reason I've been able to uh, mention it. Probably the most vivid dream of my lifetime other than that tiger that used to be outside my cousin's house. And the, the weird, the, the thing that makes those two dreams vivid is that nothing else that weird was happening. It was just like completely normal, go around the corner to my cousin's house or just go downstairs in this house I'm staying in and everything was as it should be apart from one freaky detail involving animals. And isn't that often the case? Well, what an opener. Lovely little opener there. As you can see, this week in Stupid Hearts Club land, I've promised to do two podcasts because last week it the get well, okay. I have got some guests lined up, but we keep having problems lining people up. Some of it's my fault. Some of it's just like people being busy and some of it's that I didn't feel that good last week. Um, so I've decided that it's probably more sensible to definitely always deliver a solo unless I've got a guest I mean it's easy for me to say this now and I don't want to let anyone down but I'm going to try and make Tuesday night my recording night I tend to do mats every two weeks on a usually ends up being on a on a Thursday or a Friday night sometimes a Sunday if we've been silly but I think instead of thinking all right I've got a guest next week and then it gets pushed and then they say oh and then I go well I'm actually not available that night and then it gets pushed and then they're like a week gone begging I've just yeah I've decided that I will up the amount of solos I do like not having a guest is not a reason to record that's on me I'm going to try and deliver that still four per month just to give me that room where there may be the odd gap but the other reason I want to do that two reasons firstly the continuing feedback from you listeners gorgeous gorgeous feedback I mean, obviously, there's going to be people who don't feel the same as the people that give me the gorgeous feedback, and they're entitled to not feel as excited as, as the ones that compliment it. But the feedback keeps reminding me that this is something about this, for whatever reason, is useful to people, because even though, and I will always caveat this with some self-awareness, especially in a solo episode... I will often be talking about my own experiences and then I'll try and relate that to the idea of a broader context around like how we all feel, what's going on, just life and the struggle and ups and downs, mental health, all the rest of it. I know that that is important to people that listen to this show. So sort of much to my surprise from 
from the point at which I started it where I just thought I've got to try and think of funny stuff um, it now feels like that's the bit that if I miss an episode I worry about those people a bit go right because I know that I love the couple of regular podcasts I listen to that's company and it's comforting and it's important to me that uh, if I check and there's a new one there that's great because there's a it's like habit forming right and that's not to do do me a disservice upwards or or a dis or a service upwards or a disservice downwards like my podcast any more important than anyone else because it isn't but if it's becoming a habit for you and you like listening to it and you like me prattling on then you should have access to that so as i am generally getting more and more slowly the roots are getting into more and more into the podcast world in in ways that i'll be talking about in a minute uh yeah i'm gonna make sure i record on a tuesday and then when i get a guest that can happen that week or even maybe i'll just record them as well as my solo one and then hopefully i'll end up banking episodes so we don't get into a situation where we might have to wait two or three weeks for a pod. You guys deserve that. It's the only way I'm going to, especially now that it's out in the wild, it's the only way that I'm going to deliver something that's got a chance of uh, building its own momentum, however modest. And I do, I really do want that, you know. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not going to feel like a solo is a cop-out anymore. I'm not going to feel that it's just fucking self-indulgent. And the reason I'm not going to do that is because... Well, I know for a fact that those of you, like most of you are Matt, Matt Morgan fans, a lot of you love his solo stuff. And obviously a lot of you hear me and him on there, so like some of you might like our thing, and then you get a little Nico top-up. But I think it's more the case that... Um, there's no reason to feel bad about a solo podcast overall because at the end of the day that's kind of what a uh, broadcaster or a, a radio DJ or whatever apart from some very funny um, double acts over the years it's pretty standard isn't it to have a, a voice that, that um, or a voice and, and a brain and an attitude or whatever it is that you get with a person that you kind of like listening to um, that does become like a little feature of something that um, is personal to the listener. And again, I'm saying all this completely separating myself from the idea of, well, check me out, who who likes me, who doesn't, and all that. It's not absolutely... Uh, it's not about that. I'm not kind of saying that. What I am saying, though, is because I directly get feedback I think like wow this is like there's people basically saying you know you know hello mate I like I like listening to you so so I'm not going to be shy um one thing I'd like to ask if you do inbox me whether it's on Patreon or Instagram which is all very very welcome whether you hear me here or on uh, Matt's podcast or anywhere else 
Um, I would like to ask if you've inboxed me at any point or if you're going to inbox me um, let me know if you want me to mention that or if it's like more of a private thing where especially as there are people that might say you went through a rough time I went through a rough time you speaking about it helped me in as much as hearing another person going through a thing that's the thing that's extremely valuable that I didn't know was going to be a feature of this podcast or a, a reason to do it the the unity that you feel when you hear someone going through something and hearing them try and figure it out out loud I mean I know that as well I know I'm getting thanked for it by people but I have heard other people do that so I feel grateful to them so it's like passing it on isn't it and I th- it's a really serious thing it feels like a really important if there's, there's a lot of negatives around our culture and the era we live in at the moment there's a lot of hysteria arguing and bullshit which I'm going to come to as well and just people fucking sniping at each other online and just negativity and choosing sides and ironically binary arguments in a world with so many weird labels at the same time as being in a world where everyone's trying to say that we shouldn't have so many labels but but everyone also wants to be to be allowed to wear their particular label and say I'm in that group but sometimes we're all forgetting that we're all in one bigger group which is just being a fucking person and even um, regardless of how shit or good or like you know disenfranchised or extremely lucky or whatever else the general picture of our life looks to other people it's just totally fucking universal that life is a struggle because we have a brain that is a bit too powerful for us to make sense of and we deal with other human beings not all of whom give us what we need or let us or encourage us to feel good or know how to feel good. and we all had we all, we've all been kids we've all been around other kids we've all had parents we've all had families we've all had shit people in our lives and good people in our lives and I don't mean like totally judgmentally like people are shit I just mean people whose attitude to us or whose energy that we had to soak up was shitty energy or or, or toxic or dysfunctional energy I I think dysfunction is fucking universal there's obviously it gets pretty grim at the lower ends of society where the most depravity and poverty and the lack of funding and education and all that happens but I am mature enough now to know that even uh, my most privileged friend from the best school with lots of money and a brilliant education and lots of fancy friends and a pretty cushy life financially could still be having a fucking shit time or have lots of fucking demons and uh, issues and because really it comes down to love doesn't it like and back not not that it's all to do with background but your grounding and your your what's the right word your like the 
the version of love and security that that was programmed into you in early years you will be wearing that like like just a standard issue uniform that's been given to you and you just put it on you wear it forever without ever questioning what it's made of but it's for all of us made of something very personal to us but you can fucking guarantee that huge numbers of us it's we're all wearing different what am I saying we're all wearing a standard issue uniform that we've given to us based on this sort of form of love and security and background and all the rest of it but that is almost certainly a flawed outfit and it'll be flawed in lots of different ways I prefer to think about that rather than this whole um, linear fucking pyramid of privilege those that 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 um, image that kind of diagram that does exist without a doubt but it's not the only diagram that's something I think everyone's forgotten or lots of people have forgotten the other diagram is literally about the grounding you personally have put up with the treatment you received the way your brain responded to the world and the people in it in your formative years what your experiences were how you survived that how you cope with that and what that means now because it would appear that um, living long enough on this planet that you get through your 30s into your 40s and beyond let's just say I'm beyond or no I'm at the I'm, at, I'm just before beyond <laughs> what's that is that yond I don't know B I don't know anyway at some point lots of us then find out that all the shit the uniform we're wearing that was handed down just from like our family system environment we grew up in what happened to us what what education was like how we felt about ourselves from a young age that um you will start to be aware that that's a bit scratchy at some point or that where the holes are in it or or someone will become aware of it and start pointing it out to you and say like fucking hell you're so hard to talk to like and you might not realize it's because of the uniform you're just being yourself i'm just me and all that but actually it's likely that we've all got bits of us where we respond a certain way that could be worked on could be improved and um our vision of ourself of who we are I didn't realise this really although I did lots of work on myself over the years but we've all got a version of ourselves we assume is just who we are sort of at various points in our life turns out it's much more there's much more potential in it that's that's a good way of looking at it there's much more potential you are you know the uniform that you're wearing is not think of it as a sort of undergarment be, be, below like the personality you grow like whatever or your profession like your professional outfit the kind of grounding thing that we're all wearing the kind of like the, the what, am I, what am I saying here it's like the I'm, I'm imagining a kind of like body stocking leotard thing that we all have that is like our background and then we put other clothes on that are like hey I like this music or this is what I do for a living or this is the class that I'm in you know social class or uh, or 
culture or religion or um, ethnic background or sexuality or anything where he starts to put like these other like outfits on but beneath all those clothes which literally are clothes there is yeah there is this kind of like what your vibe is how you respond who you feel about yourself and yeah for a long you can you can go a long way in your life thinking that will always be there that'll just be the same that that but it turns out you can actually fucking, not literally, but obviously like take that off, study it, work out what it's made of, work out where the strong bits of the the outfit are, work out where the weaknesses are, work out which bits of it don't feel comfortable and which, it's like, well, what you mean it can actually be uh, amended and repaired or added to or uh, accessorized or... Um, what do you call it? Alter, altered, like alterations. If you think of like therapy and working on yourself and personal growth, psychologically, mentally, mental health, psychologically, all that. If you think of that as like um, upcycling that basic outfit of you, the basic, the basic you, leotard, then it gets quite exciting because it's like. Oh yeah, it's been getting a bit worn, and I'm pissed off that that bit at the back of my knee has got no material on it, or that I'm a bit insecure over here where the elbow is, whatever. What you, what no one, what lots of people don't realise, however scary it is to take that thing off and work on it and study it and ask yourself some like tough questions, do this sort of archaeological dig of who you are is that you can strengthen that fucking outfit and then it will like be fit to put back on and stand you in good stead for the for the rest of the journey you know and I find that quite exciting um, and it's easy to say that because I, I think I've sort of said this out loud before but I think it bears repeating however many times most people that listen to this show will know that uh, I will throw it in whenever possible, just in case there's new people. But yeah, I went, had years of being up and down, wanting to sort out family stuff, therapy, all the rest of it. But last year, got really ill and ended up having a bit of a breakdown. And then had to do a rebuilding period and a licking the wounds period and a what the fuck am I going to do? Need to change something, period. And now I I am like comfortably into a new period of my life, four months in, where it's still holding up that my, I feel like I repair, I did lots of repair work on that suit, put it back on, made some decisions about things I wasn't going to let happen anymore. And I'm now in the process of carrying out things that, that sort of wasn't the way I was living before but I'm going to talk more about that with Katerina Georgiou Katerina who is a therapist and a wonderful lady who is going to be in the next episode which is sort of going to be a companion piece to this one because I'm doing two this week I'm going to talk to her about all that and the other thing I'm going to talk to her about is 
the idea of how healthy it is to sort of um, not that everyone can choose to be single or that you should be single to do this but the idea of like the self being the person that need needs to do this stuff I want to talk to her about that especially after we're well away from the corona times now at the moment hopefully for good but I, I as a single person and someone who's changed everything on my own I want to talk to her about that I want to talk to her about loneliness versus the healthy version of being self-sufficient and alone a lot which is where I'm at now but the one of the reasons I want to do that is to ask her how you go about sorting yourself out when you're not literally on your own in some ways it's kind of easier in my situation to go right I've really got to dig in and do this personal work and change some habits and go off on a mission I'm actually lucky to be able to go right I'm going to try this I'm going to try that there's no one saying well hang on you can't do that at the moment I need you over here doing that so I want to I want to ask Katerina in the next episode a little bit of stuff about how how it sits differently when people are in relationships and they've got they go through shit and they've got shit to figure out because I suspect we'll end up talking about that the strange thing about that is it change it's a completely different dynamic but every dynamic with a bunch of people in it is still made of individuals that still have to fucking each wipe their own arse drive their own bus and wear their own suit so that's going to be hopefully that'll be a really interesting thing to talk about just thought I'd kind of set that up but yeah my final point on uh those of you who send me lovely messages sometimes I just think I'd love to like read that out and say oh this person has sent this how lovely it's like someone writing letters into the show sort of thing um, but I, we're not going to do that unless you say it's okay but even if you do say it's okay I want people to know that you can send me a message and say yeah I don't really want this mentioned but if you uh, would like it to be communal, please let me know in, in your message. So a, th a big thanks to uh, a good, you know, whoever over the over the months and last couple of years has taken the time to send me a message. Um, it's, it's really appreciated and because you never know when it's gonna happen, what you don't realize is that while you are thanking me for uh, providing some chat that um, you might be you know a person might find valuable and then they'll say I'm going to tell him and you send me a message I might be in a moment like I had a few days this week where I was like whoa the energy's not there I got really annoyed with myself I think I had quite um, a tricky undiagnosed ADHD type um busy-headed, unfocused few days where I got fucked off with myself and then got exhausted. It built up. I was feeling a bit sad about something. And I wasn't quite sure what was happening. And part of what was happening was actually 
but but I'm really happy now. So like, I don't want to be in a bad mood. I'm I've solved a bunch of problems and I'm doing all right. And I've decided to be positive. So like, I don't want that fucking eggy mood. Then I I remembered that like, well, you don't get to just wipe out having a crap day from from your universe just because you are generally happier now. You're still going to have shit days. So I had to go easy on myself and remember that um, you've still got the brain in there. A very intense brain, I might add. And uh, a stupid heart. You know, I spent some days wallowing in an old uh, situation from hearing from someone that, uh, that I had feelings for very strong feelings for had a little bit of a catch up with someone and and then went into a reflective slightly confused vulnerable state that I couldn't quite put my finger on because intellectually I was like yeah no I'm, I've moved on from that and then I thought well hang on I'm better at like observing what the fuck's going on here like I had a sort of just feeling a bit sad and sorry for myself and a bit lonely and a bit like needy in a way that was very 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 normal to me and that I've been trying very hard to get out of um, yeah I think what I'm talking about is the uh, the mood we can get in when we're longing or wallowing and there are times when that might be necessary and there are times where you can't help it but the thing that I've added to to my toolkit of mental skills, if you like, is much more likely to observe what mood I'm in or how I'm reacting or how I'm feeling and then look at it quite kind of, um, I'm not going to say scientifically, but, you know, as an image, almost scientifically going, okay, what's going on here? going in that mood what's that what would have okay that's probably because of that and blah blah and I detach myself from the emotion or the thought and think about it from that way and I thought all oh, right yeah it's probably because I had that long conversation with someone that meant a lot to me and then looked at some old photos and wondered did the little sliding doors little fantasy of wondering what that could have been different and what if that and wonder what the person's thinking and all that and I went off on this not even consciously just trying to get on with what I was doing but there was like a little bit of a sad dog vibe going for a couple of days and I was like oh that's interesting where's that come from and then I thought shit it's that and I kind of worked out that it's that and then I was like okay I sort of let myself feel like that for a few hours and then when you've got to go for a walk and like snap out of that and not feel bad that it happened, but uh, ask yourself, is this useful? No. What would be useful? Let's remember some good stuff. And I remembered, well, the last three months, four months have been so fucking brilliant simply because I've gone, fuck this shit. I'm figuring all this stuff out. I'm changing things. I'm doing positive things and I've again I know I'm, I'm 
absolutely talking about my own thing again. So sorry if it's self-indulgent, but I'm just I'm sort of doing it in in um, in the spirit of just showing you the process that I use when I'm being human. It doesn't matter what I've been through or not been through. It really doesn't. I'm not important more important or less important than anyone else it's not fucking interesting to anyone what my actual fucking problems are it's more just engaging with it I hope I hope that's what you understand listening to this anyway so what I'm saying has happened in the last week or two is that because I've done such a good job I've changed things things are definitely better the plan to move to another place, happier place, more fun place, radically changed my social life. Friendships and opportunities and bits and pieces and fun things to do and cheap things that are cute to do and the sea and ice creams and coffee and seagulls and chips and uh, sourdough freaking toasties and sausage rolls and buskers and beach huts and all of the stuff that it's now like in my daily fucking vision that I put myself here and did that right that's all good it's fucking great lots of interesting pubs places you can go to and see music feeling the vibe of creative people so all of that let's just say to apply this to someone else say like the thing that's been like dragging you down you feel like a significant part of it is your working life. You've not been doing what you want to do. And then you, you suddenly get that uh, ins- inspired positive action mission and you fucking solve that problem. You quit the job. You feel amazing but scared. Then you think, what do I want to do? And then you think, well, I don't know what the big plan is yet, but I'm going to just do this for a bit and then... I'll figure out the big plan. What matters is not doing the old thing anymore. Let's say you've left the city, right? Well-paid job in the city, and you're going, I'm going to fucking go and work in a bar for a bit while I figure out the thing I really want to do, which is, just as an example, opening a fucking guitar shop, right? And you're going, that's the dream. I've left behind the shit thing. I'm now not doing the shit thing anymore, and I'm going to get by somehow, and then I'm going to make the cool thing happen or at least find another thing to do that is just less shit than the other thing so that I can be happier right well done for getting there if you're currently in the bit where you're you're doing the coffee job you're winning but you're not you haven't won yet and you haven't you might not have stabilized your life yet or figured out how to make your plan work but you have done the hardest bit I think and that's sort of where I'm at at the moment and it's brilliant. I get I get to feel good about that, but I also get to feel nervous and still a little bit overwhelmed sometimes and unsure and because I still have to solve the problem of how to make a living for the next fucking 20 years. And I'm working on it. Now, the good news is, and part of what's cheered me up, is because I've stopped doing the shit thing and I've put myself in this other place, I have been attempting to you know start little new things and get the spark going 
Let's call it lighting fucking barbecues for some reason. I've been trying to light these little barbecues all over fucking town. Saying, hey, I'm new in town. What do you do? Oh, no, you'll have to come in for a chat. What? Oh, yeah, you know that guy, blah, blah, blah. So, like, making a nuisance of myself to just try and put myself in a situation where I might bump into something that leads to a solution for the bigger problem, which is what do I really want to do? What What's going to be cool? What, what What's that, you know? What's the future? The more, if you're an atom, the more other atoms you bump into, the more chance of getting a reaction, right? I don't know anything about atoms. Don't know why I said that. You know what I mean? So, the interesting thing is, in order to snap myself out of my mini shitty mood, I've realised that um, I mustn't forget, just because I haven't solved the big problem yet, that not being still in the shit problem, which for me was back when I was in on my own in solitude in a village with nothing happening and no work and wallowing in a failing relationship, wallowing in a being lonely, wallowing in some, not wallowing, but being a victim of some problems that then made me ill and meds and mental health, all the rest of it, I fucking got out of it. So even on a day where I'm going, oh God, I'm not doing, I'm not really nailing it this week or today. It's like, yeah, but look where you are. You know, you're still, I'm loving the phrase, overusing the phrase at the moment, direction of travel. The direction of travel that I have got going since moving down here, and that hugely uh, is relevant in, in this podcast space, the direction of travel is getting really interesting, and it's, it's getting really interesting, and is a definite win. So, like, it's okay to feel like you've not nailed the plan yet. I hope that me talking about that in my situation lands as me trying to be, like, just lift a lid on a generic thing that I hope we can all understand. Because, like I said, it's not fucking important. My life story is not important in relation to your life story. I hope you know what I mean. Passing airplane or simply an email being sent? You will never know. Now, I know I'm, I'm like incrementally dripping information at you about another podcast thing I'm working on. And I want to mention it because I'm, it's one of the things like keeping me lifted and like that is proof that the direction of travel model of feeling better about where you're at is valuable even when it's like only the beginning like green shoots of some stuff here's a bit of green shoots update one two or three bits of like you know outside of comedy i've got like comedy projects going on but they're slow and that i now accept they're gonna be fucking slow the older i get it's like there's just going to be slightly less of that work but it's still ace when it happens so now i'm like i've been working reasonably hard are trying to meet new people that can just give me like stuff to do where I get to like write something for money and if I can find some like bits like that every week or a couple of times a month I can make myself a few extra quid then the pressure is off and the very odd patchy world of TV 
So I've got like a little bit of work doing some movie trailer writing and I'm going to be doing my third little job for them. Not done any more teaching yet. I really do want to do more of that, but it's just sort of not something. I'm not in that world yet, so I don't quite know how we uh, we get there. But I'm, I'm going to continue investigating that, but that'll probably be a long burn. But already from being in Brighton, bumped into one mate who I'm doing a project with in the comedy world. In fact, I'll tell you who it was. It was Kevin Bishop. Lovely Kevin Bishop, who is very talented, and we're working on a few sitcom ideas. I'm going to get him on the show actually soon. Very funny boy, and full of full of like positive energy. Um, he threw a little thing at me, and now I'm writing movie trailer bits for a company, and I am really fucking grateful for it. So that would not have happened if I hadn't moved to Brighton and had a brew and started working with Kev. The other one is um, a few weeks ago when I just nipped out, nipped my head into a pub and some friendly, fun people were there who I, who I didn't know who bought me a shot and then I sat with them and it turned out that they have a company that gets, uh, that matches like pretty bread and butter little freelance jobs with writers. So I signed up, gave them my details. Not on that night, I just got pissed. And got chatting to them and made friends with them and they've, they're throwing their first projects at me uh, next week. So it's like, you know, I hate the word manifest. No one likes that word. If you like that word, you need to give your fucking head a wobble. I mean, it, it has a function, I suppose. We manifest things. But yeah, basically, this is what I'm saying. Like, I kind of put myself in a situation where luck, good luck, is more likely, you know, and it's starting to happen. So, like, for the first time in, I don't know, a good few months, I've got like a bunch of things that I have to figure out what day to do it on, and all of them are me doing a little bit of a thing and getting paid. It's literally the problem I came here to solve. I'm not going to get ahead of myself because it might not happen after that for many weeks. But it's a sign that the direction of travel is going well. Um, the bit of that diagram, if you like, where I've gone like, I'd love to be much more over here and make, you know, like I draw it like a pie chart. I'd like this to be the bigger slice of how things are working out. Like for me, that is podcast world. And stupid hearts club will always be a part of that but i have been working firstly matt and i are trying to like crack another formula of some sort so that we get to like do more of what we do well together whatever shape that takes i don't want to speak for him so we'll just see how that builds but we're loving it and we we get on more and more love doing our stuff together um uh, so that's that's great and that's a positive and then the other thing is that I, my friend James Cooper and I, and James is a, an excellent um, creative director guy who's had an interesting career that along the way has involved being in America, doing some quite big podcast stuff, being a, a part of uh, a part of the story of a huge podcast company called Gimlet, grew out of a. Um, 
you know humble beginnings to to being huge within four or five years he's a smart guy and we've been getting together every friday and figuring out what a podcast would look like that is the sound of me trying to sort my shit out i mean i know i'm kind of doing that talking to you now but this will be more like almost like an informative produced follow a story podcast that will be like a finite thing like a limited series like 12 episodes where we we're putting our heads together trying to get some stuff happening where we become people that operate professionally and also commercially in the podcast universe in a few weeks I will be going to the uh, the podcast show which is in Islington on the I'm paraphrasing the 24th and the 25th of May I think I am yeah I'm I've got tickets to go on the Wednesday and learn stuff more deep stuff about the industry and how to make it work and how how you know just make that get clued up about how to make it like something that you can do where you operate in it in a way that might lead to needing an office and doing stuff all the time and doing more podcasts and having commercially viable podcasts and um, branded podcasts and all that we're, we're starting to work on that and whilst we've been putting together the pilot and the first episode we are also now starting to get the glimmers of some leads to chase which we will chase and we will record us chasing it so that we've got content for that very story so before too long we will have I've actually got to edit I've got enough stuff to edit the first couple of episodes it's going to be called Anything I've Heard Of and I've been talking about it for ages but now we've started doing bits it's like ooh listening to bits back it's like this is fucking interesting man I can see this going somewhere especially as it's like with another person who is a doer and who is professional and sort of in that more more in the kind of bustling busy creative get on with it open agencies you know be a creative director all that he's like got that energy that isn't sort of like what you'll get from a me or a matt where we're kind of more like daydreamy writery types it's very interesting to work on something with someone who is has been part of a universe of other people who have built businesses so that's really fucking interesting and exciting and again that one fits into the bigger question i've been asking after the shit times it's like right so move stop the shit stuff move to somewhere where it'll just be better do whatever and then go well what do you really want so that that is a question that's not answered yet i'm not making any money it isn't even fucking edited but what it is is the intention to build a thing is alive and well and it's now starting to prove itself to be a real project that we're doing and i had a very exciting meeting with another friend last week who has already got some form in this field of creating and monetizing audio content and i, I use that phrase knowing it sounds really robotic but he basically did a narrative series i won't i won't 
name drop yet, but he uh, he uh, he made a narrative series that that was like a proper project, writing scripts, getting actors, and then Audible being involved, and he also has worked on a podcast that was commercially viable that had a a well-known TV presenter slash uh, history person involved in it and knows a thing or two about a side of this universe that isn't just person on their sofa talking about themselves. It's like, this is what I'm saying about wanting to be more and more in the wider universe of podcast. I'm sure those of you listening all listen to different types of show. I'm sure you've got shows that you listen to that are like, for example, I'm just going to name a few. Stephen Bartlett, the CEO guy. That seems to be a hugely popular inspirational podcast by someone who's got far more going for them than I have. And that's like a mega version of someone saying, hey guys, keep going and have you thought of thinking about this and like make sure you engage with your problems. And it's like, he's like the superhero version of someone well-meaning like myself who's trying to say, we all go through shit. You've got to figure it out. Let's all support each other. So yeah, I'm sure we all listen to like slick professional ones and BBC Sounds ones and um, true crime ones and like John Ronson-y documentary, like more produced, properly professionally edited music, interviews in different countries. You know, all of that. What I love about this universe, this podcast universe, is that we, we listen to those shows alongside each other without breaking step. I will listen to Blind Boy, or or a, or a Matt episode, or uh, my mate Mike Wozniak's hilarious um, Saint El Elwick's newsletter, or I'll you know I'll listen to a Louis Theroux interview on BBC Sounds, or I'll listen to uh, the story of like Waco. Like a big American podcast or some Malcolm Gladwell talking to Rick Rubin. You know, it's kind of fucking cool that on that one button, that Apple podcast button on my phone, I'm in love with a bunch of things, some of which are literally like pirate radio and others which are like slick and have got money in them. Um, if I could make my dream come true in five years' time, the old, the old. What would you be doing in five years? I will be making podcasts across that spectrum, and the ones that bring money in are kind of like the job, so that you can do the love, which is this. Whether or not people are paying for it at that point, Patreon might grow. It might not. It might be that I end up getting to the point where I go, I've got a bunch of commercially viable podcasts going stable of shows that my company um, you know produces and we're like a real thing and I've now got workmates and an office that's the fucking dream but you would never want to ruin the uh, I would still be Stupid Hearts Club will still be me on my sofa just hope maybe with a occasionally slightly sexier guests um, than we used to because let's face it Alistair Griggs isn't sexy he's fucking funny and I love him but he's not sexy Miles Chapman not sexy Marco Sullivan slightly sexy Matt Morgan 
I'd re I honestly can't answer that. I suppose he is. He's got a sexy side to him, but then he ruins it all by having a big tummy ache. Am I sexy? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that one. And that's the end of the sexy section. Paint the sky, dreams and patterns. Um, I'd rather not. Thanks, Andre. Now, there's a couple of other things I thought I would um, share with you. What's been pissing me off? Because, you know, all this fucking positive, let's go for it, sharing and all that. I tell you what I'm fucking sick of at the moment. And this is going to hurt a couple of friends of mine if they listen to this. I'm not going to name names, but I am done with people sending me links of things that they've seen. I think, oh, there you go. Read that. Guardian article. Read that. Oh, this thing about the Royal Family or Labour Party or the Tories. Read that. Read that. Like, And what that person is thinking is, well, we've had a conversation where we go, they're bastards. And they go, yeah, they fucking are. And they read something where they're thinking bastards. Think, well, he thinks that. So I'll send him that. Here you go. Bastards. Yeah, Nico is a bastards article. Go, well, I've had this conversation with like a lot of people and all of you are giving me fucking homework just to confirm that there are bastards in this world, some of whom are Tories. By the same token, there are people who just send me um, funny content. I know that's a generous thing to do. But it's like, here's another little clip that's a minute long or, you know, a reel on fucking face on Instagram. And I'm struggling to get my head together at the moment in, in order to get stopped from looking at my phone in order to go achieve what needs to be achieved this particular day or half day or week or whatever. And then several times a day, it's like, here's an article of bastards. Here's a funny monkey. Here's a here's an here's a really cool puppy. Here's a good cat. Here's another bastard. Here's an here's another monkey. Here's another bastard. Here's the royal family. What is the point? Look at how many food banks there are. And I'm like, I know, I fucking know. And also, people who know me, why don't you just fucking say hello? There, I've got some friends who I love to fucking pieces. And it's probably five weeks since they've even said, Hey man, how are you doing? What are you up to? Do you fancy saying hello? But they've sent me like 15, like chihuahuas on a fucking surfboard, or like a Tory getting blown up, or whatever. You know, like, I have not got the fucking brain space for it anymore. And, um,. We all know those types as well who look we we are living in fucking rough times and maybe it's a way and maybe it's a way that some people just cope with it things are unfair like when the coronation was happening there were obviously people pointing out that it seems a a strange and to some people even deeply inappropriate moment for us to be like glad that someone owns a gold carriage that's pulled by horses and he's having a massive party that's costing millions of pounds and the whole country's supposed to come to a standstill and be glad that someone's getting a very expensive bit of jewellery stuck on their head 
to to rule over us and we're supposed to be subjects and pledge our allegiance and all that but you know what and i agree i really really do it's appalling it's fucking weird but i also cannot give any angry energy to that shit anymore um personally speaking i'm not saying that there there isn't a righteousness to the anger I'm not saying that we shouldn't be angry at the government and the state of the country. We fucking should be. And um, it needs to be sorted out and it's not good enough and it's it's fucked up. But like, I've already clocked that, you know? Like, I've already done the angry bit. Now it's like what I'm actually trying to do or like what lots of us are trying to do and we will all feel differently about this at different times is I'm just trying to survive it. And... I feel like the way I get to survive it is by going right so I am also struggling and I've been struggling for work and money and mental health and stability and struggling with being a citizen or a a, a, yeah, a UK citizen at a time where lots of systems are shit and failing and so I'm trying to survive that but it's like the only way I can get through that is by trying to get my shit happening I don't know if that that sounds almost like Tory thinking but I don't fucking care anymore like I'm, I'm not saying like pull the drawbridge up don't care I'm just saying I am trying to like figure m- my way through this forest and constantly being reminded that it's unfair by everyone else who's angry is sort of not helping things move forward in some respects like I fucking deeply empathise with everyone who's struggling we can see the effects of what's happening with uh, more visible, even more visible poverty and sadness and just, yeah, it's fucking tough out there and we have to be compassionate but you also have to like look after your head and survive get yourself through it you know, I'm sure all of us, even if you're doing okay, and I haven't fucking starved yet, but I've been pretty close to being skint a few times recently, like scarily so. And just enough luck has, has uh, arrived to sort of like get me through. That won't be the case for everyone. I'm fucking with you. If that's not happening for you at the moment, I hope it does. But we all we all know that that's, that's happening and that's rough. But um, one of the yeah one of the contexts in which we were all looking at each other going what's it where's this going is when all the talk was about fuel bills which got really intense didn't it and cost of living got really intense it's still going on but it does feel a little bit like it's dropped out of the headlines to an extent and you can't help wondering if that's just because because it was making us all freak out I don't want to freak out about all that all the time to an extent I've got my fingers in my ears about the cost of living because like what choice have we got all you can do is you know slightly adjust what you do with the money you've got and and it's either going to be enough or it isn't it's fucking like it's brutal but that's how it is out there right so anyway my fucking love and hope is with all of you I hope you're getting by. If you're not, I hope you find some comfort in the idea 
what I've been doing is I've just been like, my attitude has been on a week where I'm like, you are fucking kidding me that that's how little money I actually have in the universe. That I try and realise that that in that moment, that isn't how it is forever. This moment is temporary. The situation as you are this week is is not reflective of what it might be in two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months, a year, five years, ten years, even the next day. And in fact, I've been freelance for many years, 20 odd years. Pretty often the case, pretty, I'm not going fucking transatlantic on you, it's pretty, 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 it's pretty often the case that the day that you feel like you could have a stomach ulcer from worrying about when some luck's going to happen or a job's going to come in or a bill's going to be the final demand and you're fucked and you're going to be in trouble that some something may come along sooner than you thought that eases that worry a little bit might not solve the problem but just a glimmer and I've had a few glimmers in the last few days of fucking thank god for that and I hope that you all get some glimmers soon too so like keep your fucking chins up guys and remember if it is really shit if it all feels stuck I highly recommend stopping doing the shit thing doing something different this was like literally like a fucking psychiatric nurse that gave me this advice do some stuff that isn't what you already have been doing change something do some stuff differently even if that has to be incremental and you will start seeing slightly different contexts and slightly different shifts um no there's no guarantees to when things are going well you know like life's fucking brutal for all of us on and off but changing how you operate is giving yourself the opportunity to create new conditions for new stuff, new solutions, new bits and pieces to happen. I am living through that right now. And the thing that's changed as a result of me doing it, problems are not all solved yet, but I now believe that I'm, I've got my hands on the wheel. See what I mean? So that idea of, it's not control exactly, but the responsibility that, if I see something in the rearview mirror that looks like bad shit, I'll put my fucking foot down. This is my fucking bus. I'm driving it. I get to decide whether I turn left, right, stop for a break, hide under a tree, sleep, feel better in the morning, go again. It's me who's fucking driving it. And it's you that's driving all yours. So, I hope that you like the idea of... Uh, finding a non-aggressively capitalist mega harsh version of a Tory version of uh, being inspired by the idea of personal responsibility we've all got this look after yourselves when, need, when you need to share your worries find out what the traumas are work on them, heal from them build some new ideas build some new beliefs fucking live by the rules that will keep you healthy and strong and safe and keep fucking going 
and always know that you can drop messages here, you can talk here, you can leave a message here, you can send me a, an inbox. You can, you can, if you want to share something with the listeners, you can t send it to me and tell me you want to share it, and and then we can all respond to that. Or you can send me a message privately and then say, don't tell anyone else this, but, and then tell me whatever you want to, you want to share. I'm going to still be here for you. I'm going to keep doing these solo podcasts and <laughs> I'm still going to keep doing guest podcasts, but I'm not going to be a lazy little tit and wait for a guest in order to give you a podcast. We've got each other's backs. Keep fucking going. Stupid Hearts Club forever. Next time you hear my voice, will be more or less straight after this if you want because I'm talking to Katrina Georgiou in an hour from now so double bubble love yous see you later bye <laughs> alright Andre alright that's enough Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I I'm, I'm one. <laughs>